Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show man oh man almost forgot i had one this morning but i'm okay i'll tell you where i am in a little bit you know i I get around man it's so much but man good morning everybody um you know today i I was having a, a conversation with my wife last night and we were talking about um, our plans. You know, we often sit down, you know, just like a married couple. I mean, you know, you know, we're married. You know, we have children. We have aspirations. We have hopes. We, I mean, you know, we have things we want. You know, when you're married, you know, I mean, it's important to sit with your partner. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. It's common sense, really. It's important to sit down with the person that you've chosen and decided to share your life with and and have multiple conversations on a lot of things. And we try to make sure that all of our conversations aren't always just business related and always kid related, you know, because that, that, that becomes, it's a part of it, but it, it, it weighs so much on the marriage that, because that, that's the grunt work of being married, you know, your children, your family, your bills, your your mortgage, your your car notes, you know, the what's due, what's coming up. And if you're not careful, you'll you'll start that becomes the focal point of you all's conversation. And this woman or man or person that you've decided to have this life with, all of a sudden, they're an extension of your business. And you guys become business partners or whatever, and and, and it just gets so anyway. I'm just saying that that it's important to sit down and have these conversations. 
But it's even more important to have the other conversations. You know, it's, it's important with the person that you're planning on making the run with to sit down and talk about other things, you know, on, on a more upbeat note. You know, uh, we were having a conversation and she was reminding me of what she loved about me. And then I, in turn, was turning around telling her the things that I admired about her and loved about her. And we kind of have these all the time, you know, where we sit down and we talk about the things that we still enjoy about one another. Or we may talk about some of the things that we miss in one another. But we constantly have these conversations about appreciation. You know, it's so important, man, that the other person feels appreciated. So these things are important. But we got into the conversation deeper last night. And I was telling her about this idea that I had. And that I wanted her to help me with and and make a phone call for me because she knows these people. And I was going to be doing this. And then my wife reminded me of something. Now, once again, you know, as always, you know, when I'm talking to you, I just keep it as real as I can. I don't know the Bible inside out. I, I can't quote to you scriptures and tell you exactly where it is. I just, you know, I heard her say it, but it kind of blew by me. I was I was telling her about something I wanted to make happen, and she reminded me that there's a scripture somewhere, and somebody emailed it to me today, I'm sure, where the Bible reminds us not to be anxious for anything. Don't be anxious for something. And, you know, it, it really mattered to me at that point yesterday that she brought this to my attention because how many times I've been guilty of that in my past, and I've learned better now, but every now and then I need to be reminded. You know, and um, I think what that what what she was saying to me was, you know, I've gotten to a point in my life and, and we all should get to a point where, you know, you you've heard old people say this. If you're going to pray about something, then don't worry about it. And if you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. Back to this. Be anxious for nothing. Don't if you're going to trust in God, then do that. And trusting in him means sometimes you got to be patient. God has never been too late. You don't know the plan he has. You don't know. You don't really always know his will. You definitely don't know his route, his way of doing anything. So he's always on time. He's always been there on time for me. He's always been there on time for you. How many times have you thought it was over only to find out it's really just begun? How many times have people wrote you off? There are those of you who have lost jobs, but you are still maintaining. But man, God has already began the turnaround process for many of us. Some of us lost jobs and now have better jobs. Some of us lost jobs and now has forced us to rekindle that dream and that vision for a business we had. Sometimes the mishap is the thing you need to make something good happen. See, a lot of times we get so comfortable in our life where we just... um. We get complacent. We we just settle in and when this is it and this is what I'm doing. But in actuality, God has a tremendous amount of abundance for you. He has an amazing amount of things. He has all these boxes packaged up with your name on them that he's willing to ship if you would just 
align yourself with some of his will so you could get some of these things. How many times have you thought it was over and it didn't really go over? How many times have you thought, have well, this is it, and it wasn't it at all? Well, how many times have you thought, well, it don't look like this going to work out, and it didn't work out, but then something better came along? How many times has that happened? You've, you've got to realize this, man. I was talking to a family who had got displaced from the Katrina uh, thing that happened down there in New Orleans. And man, I, uh, when they said, yeah, we got a displaced from Katrina, and I braced myself because, oh, woe is me, here comes this story. I got to hear this and I got to be encouraged and think of something. It was totally different. They totally, totally blew me away. Man, the brother said, man, it's actually the best thing that ever happened to my family. And I went, whoa. And he said, yeah, man. He said, because what happened was, he said, I got settled in. He said, plus, I was doing some things outside of my marriage down there. He said, I was doing some stuff in the streets I ain't need to be doing. He said, man, it all got washed away. We thought our life would never be the same. But he said, man, my life ain't need to be the same. He said, man, now we live up here in Texas. We got a house. Don't know nobody. He said, I ain't got nobody I know to get into trouble with. He said, man, I done rediscovered my wife, how beautiful she really is, how much my family really was counting on me. And he said, man, it straightened me up, man. He said, so I got to tell you, Steve, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Now, that's not always the case, but it's how you look at a situation. But just don't be anxious for anything because God got a fix for you if you just let him work. So just stay on course. Stay focused. Don't lose faith. Don't be anxious, man. Just just stay in the wheel. Let God work with you. He got some great stuff in store for you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, once upon a midnight dreary, as I pondered weak and weary, puzzled by a single query. I will not do that to you today because that would depress one of the members of this team. So I will start over by saying, I love you all. I appreciate you all. I admire people who are skilled. I admire people who are driven. I admire people who are loving and kind. I admire people who aspire to be more than what they are. That is the description of people I admire. I also admire people who are caring, daring. I admire people who stretch themselves beyond the level of the comfort zone. I admire people who have been an example to me of what manhood, fatherhood, and brotherhood should be about. Those are the people I admire. Take some time out today and say thank you to those people who have helped you become who you are today. And associate yourself only with those who you aspire to be like. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how I decided to start the show this morning. How you wanted the show to get started this morning, I'm not really sure. That's no business of mine because only one person starts this show every day. And that is moi. In case you don't know, that's French. <laughs> yeah. Bilingual. Caliente. <laughs> <laughs> Trilingual. 
You hear me? English, French, and Spanish. What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Boy, well, you better, boy. Good morning, Esteban. Good morning. Yeah, Carla Pharrell. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah, see, that's French, too. Kill space. Yes. <laughs> morning. Hey there. Hey there. That's hood. Nephew yeah, hood. Uh, nachos. What's happening? Top of the morning. Nachos. We're late on your response. Nachos. (laughs) Well, everybody good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great, great, great. Thursday, we are here. A friend of mine stopped by yesterday. I very rarely get people who stop by. He called me at uh, about 11 a.m. and said, hey, man, I'm going to stop by. I said, okay, cool. Come on. So it was good to see him yesterday. Had a That's great time. Oh, You've never heard me say that. Yeah, you had, you're not a stop by the house kind of person. That's what right. I mean. No, I don't have one you can stop by. He ain't got stop you can't by call you want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no doorbell. So. You can't say, I was in the neighborhood. You can't say nothing. Nah, it ain't that right there. So I had Security. a really good time yesterday. Yeah, I had a really good time hey, man, yesterday. Did you have to get what you here so, for and who? Exactly, all of that. Or, I thought I was in a different country when I went Who live here? All right, well, um, I'm glad you had company, Steve. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO. We know who that is, the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. This one, CLO, is from Elaine in Philly. Elaine writes, I am a mature woman and my husband and I are separated. So I started dating again. I'm having a great time going on dates and my husband has a problem with me. Because we live in a close-knit suburb. But get this, we've been separated for six years and he won't entertain any conversation about divorce. He says he's trying to help me save my reputation, but I believe it's his ego that doesn't want me dating anyone else. I want to file for divorce so I can be free of him. Why is he hanging on to me? Why are you letting him hang on? You don't need an agreement to get a divorce. You just need a divorce. Six years separated, living in a closed-knit community. <laughs> You're dating, and he talking about he trying to save your reputation. <laughs> Boy, you don't want me. And what is the reason for the separation? Always remember that, ladies. I'm trying to save your reputation. Dog, it's your ego. That's all it is. Why are you allowing this to happen? Go on about your business. You happy. Go file on your own. Now, a couple of telltale things in this set. I'm mature. I'm dating, and we live in a close-knit community. This sound like a senior citizen home to me. <laughs> That's what you got out of that. Uh-huh. That's what I pulled up out of that. So what? They can it's date, it. right? Yeah. They can but it's date. at suburb, like Steve. Huh? It's at suburb. Close okay. But he got, he, got, he got retirement home out of that. Mature yeah, retirement home in the suburb. Close-knit <laughs> suburb. Don't try to throw me off with suburb. This could be in the middle of town. I but know they can date, is. right? Senior citizens Yeah, I ain't nothing wrong all, with it. Yeah. I'm just, you know, showing you how I think, you know. Uh-huh. Letting you inside <laughs> the, the mind. Mm-hmm. All right. 
All right, Alicia, moving on in uh, Gary, Indiana, says, My 45-year-old husband is overweight, and he hides food and snacks from me in the house. Since the pandemic, we've both been watching our weight, and he stopped working out with me after he sprained his wrist. I've given him, given him an ultimatum to either get back in the gym or we're not having sex anymore. He's Whoa. more content with his cupcakes than with my body. <laughs> is this a sign of a bigger problem in our marriage or is he just addicted to food? Cupcake, well, cupcake. we got a couple of things going on. <laughs> yeah, what'd you I think read he into is this? addicted to food. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit confused where you said during the pandemic, y'all was watching y'all's weight. I guess he was eyeing his close enough that he was enjoying the movement. (laughs) So obviously, as he was watching his weight, he loved the expansion that was going on. The excuse for not working out was, I hurt my wrist. I don't know what the hell walking got to do with your damn wrist. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hiding food, that's the fat boy syndrome. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's the fat boy syndrome. Now, let's talk about this. You told him no sex. that you weren't going to have sex with him. Yeah. And, and chose the that ain't moved the needle. He chose mm-hmm. the cupcakes mm-hmm. over you. He might like cupcakes better than he like cookies. Oh, hallelujah. Uh-oh. He might like cupcakes better than he like cookies. Let Sounds the like church <laughs> say amen. Amen. Let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> Malika in Richmond says, I'm 28 and my fiance is 29 years old. I was home Friday night scrolling on Instagram and I saw a live video from a jazz concert at the park. And my fiance was in a tent with a bunch of people, male and female, popping bottles. Um, He told me he was going to hang out with the guys, and I trusted him. I called to let him know that I saw him and that I was hurt because he didn't invite me. He said it was his guys' night out. Uncle Steve, do guys go to jazz concerts together, or Mm -hmm. is he up to something? I ain't never been to jazz concerts. Take care of the boy now. Not not with my partner. I ain't never been to a concert with a dude. Well, one time I did. I ain't going to lie to you. It's like a date night, right? Well, here's what happened. We was in Vegas. Sade was performing in Vegas. So she invited us to the show and gave us front row tickets in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Me, Boomerang, Mm -mm. JT, Mm -mm. and another brother walked down the aisle at the Sade concert. (laughs) And walked all the way to the front. Now we got on big ass hats. Uh, big suits, <laughs> and we sat out on that front row, man, and you'd have no idea how I was feeling as I was walking past all our fans. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, hey, what's uh, up, what's up, what's up? Uh, it was so many, you know, groups of women and, and then just men and women, yeah. and I felt so damn out of place. <laughs> we, I, I didn't even wait on Sade to come out. I, it, wow. That was not the look I wanted. Because you were with a group yeah. of guys? It was hey, the man. optics. Yeah. The hey, optics. Good, yeah. Because groups good. of women do it all the time. All the time yeah, but, but groups of dudes sitting up on the front row listening to Sade. Is yeah. it a crime? <laughs> and y'all yeah. all singing Is the it a crime? <laughs> with big you know, crime. Love. <laughs> your love is king. Your love is king. And she I was one of the kings of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this whole look ain't even... You know, 
So were they disappointed when you wanted to get out? Hell no. They all oh. felt the same thing. <laughs> they did. He said, man, you know what we look like walking down this aisle? <laughs> did you have to take your hats off so the people in the back No, nah, hell no. Stronger than pride, baby. Get up out of here. You got to get up Ooh, out of here. I hate to have been sitting behind y'all. That's a yeah, wall. That's a wall. Yeah. Especially yeah, Boom's big old hat. I said yeah, that wasn't a good look. So, no, men don't go to jazz concerts jazz. by themselves. So what is he up to? She wants to know, is he up to something? Well, he ain't really up to nothing. He just got caught in the situation, mm-hmm. you know. With females but, popping bottles. Eh, he's not up to nothing. He got caught up in something. But uh-huh. it, all it was was he was in a tent popping bottles. That's all it was. That's all you saw. Yeah. And that's huh. it. Don't All make right. no more out of it than it is. But you have every right to wonder why you weren't invited to the jazz club. Because dudes don't go to jazz clubs by themselves. We got to move on. Coming up, the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending entertainment news. Get a load of this. Bill Cosby thinks R. Kelly got a raw deal. He talking? <laughs> He talking? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Former what? President Trump loses his case against Omarosa. And trending national news, the U.S. government could shut down by mid-October. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Nev? It is wife. It's WCS. WCS. That's Wife Correction Services. Wife Correction Services, yeah, WCS. You know, we correct things that you need corrected in your marriage. Let's go, Kendall. Wife Correction Service. Hello? Hello, I am trying to reach uh, George please. Who is this? My name is Marcus with WCS. Uh, call and see if we can actually try to uh, lend you our services. We understand that you're having a few problems and want to see if uh, maybe WCS can bring um, a better life to you and you can have a, uh, a an exciting life better than w- the one you have now. Who, who, is, who is it? Who is WCS? We are with Wife Correctional Services, sir. WCS, what it is, is we take your wives for a couple weeks and we reprogram them so that it's suitable. Take my wife. Of course, you have to sign a waiver contract, but we take your wife and we reprogram them so that they will act in a fashion of what you want them to act. Oh, Okay, man. Okay, whatever. See, sir, what it is is that we've gotten some we've gotten some reports that you've been having some problems with with your particular wife. And, and man, I ain't never heard of y'all, man. Where you located at? We're here in St. Louis, sir. Okay. And, and don't worry, we're we're totally confidential. This is not anything that's going to get out. Um, and and your your names are never submitted. First of all, here's here's something we can do. I can ask you questions because we've been notified that this is probably a service that you would probably want now. Uh, has your wife ever snapped on you in public? And snapped on me. I mean, which I mean, she, my wife ain't crazy. She don't just snap on me. She might, you know, try to check me or uh, uh, say something. You know what I'm saying? She ain't just gonna snap on me in public. So your you know wife, your so your wife has tried to check you. Is what you're saying? I mean, not check me per se. I mean, she might, she might not like something I'm doing and might say something about it. But what, she don't what, just snap on so, me. You so know basically, your wife is not in her place where she needs to be. Hold on, I mean, what you mean in her place? I mean, she might say something, 
you know, I mean, I might be doing something or, you know, might be with my boys and might get out of control a little bit. She might just say something at the time, but she don't just try to all out check nobody. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what, let me ask you this one. Have you ever just had some plans with your guys, was going to go out and had to change your plans because um, your I wife... I mean, well, I mean, if, 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 like, I'm just talking about hanging out and I ain't let her know or something, she might, you know, be like, well, baby, I already had plans, you know, can you stay home with the boys or something? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not, I mean, nothing on the regular, you know, mm-hmm. I usually do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like denial. Okay, here's another one, sir. Denial. What- well, no, just uh, listen, hear me out. Now, let me ask you this. Um, has your wife, uh, let's say back when Michael Jordan was playing basketball, did you ever miss a playoff game on television because your Michael wife Jordan? wanted to watch something else? Nah, man, we got two TVs in my house, man. I wish, nah, I don't even get down. I mean, I might have to watch the little TV. Okay. But, I mean, I usually watch it on the big screen so you, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. But, but you doing, you've been pushed to watching the smaller television. No, I wasn't pushed to do nothing, man. What I'm trying to tell you is, I mean, we compromise. We do 50-50 in my house. I mean, she might get the big TV to watch her stories or something, and I just have to go watch the little TV. The little TV do go out here once in a See, there we go. But, I mean, so, but so, I'm, but so, I'm cool with that, though. I'm cool with that. You're cool you know with what that. I'm so you're, I'm cool you're, with that. you're actually the one that's programmed, and you, you see, Ain't nothing wrong with my wife. Ain't nothing wrong with, with in my family. You I, know what I'm saying? I, I understand. Well, let me, the reason why I'm asking you these particular questions is because someone has actually let me know the problems that are at hand in your household. Let me ask you. I got one question for you. Here's what I want to ask you. Has your wife ever cussed you out at a family cookout? Hey man, hold on, man. You know what, dog? You getting a little personal, man? Yeah, is this even legal, man? I'm, I'm sir. Is this it's, legal? It's, it, it, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Well, to... I ain't never heard of this company, man. I'm, I have not. I've never heard of you, this, dog. This is something new. It's definitely. Well, I'm saying something new. I mean, what? Don't make me be your guinea pig. Don't, don't start out calling me trying to get, you know, referrals or clientele or whatever it is you're trying to do, man. Don't call me with this nonsense, partner. I, and, and I completely understand it. WCS, sir, is is here to benefit you. It's here to this be... ain't no benefit to me, man, getting all up in my personal business, wondering what's going on in my household. Okay, well, last thing I want to ask you, and, and, and this is the last question I have for you. Like, like yeah, I said, yeah, make, it, make this the last one, straight up. Okay, have you, do you, do, do you buy your own clothes, or does she buy the clothes? Hey, man, you know what, man, this man, you, whatever company this is, dog, don't call my house no more. And whoever put you up to this, whoever gave you my number, talking about my wife, Check me, uh, got me under control, got me on lock, man. You tell him too. No, don't call me no more with this. Are you? Are you in? Thing. Are you in denial? No denial, dog. Don't call my house no more. I'm gonna tell you what, George Foreman or whatever. It's Marcus. It's Marcus. Marcus. Whoever you are, George Foreman, Marcus. Hey, dog. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna find out where y'all located, dog. I'm coming down there and I'm gonna bust your. So you're ready. You're ready to retaliate on me, but not. But you you don't want to retaliate on the problems you have with your wife. Retaliation, man. What I'm saying, you you calling my house. I'm I'm minding my own. And you worrying about who watching what TV in my house and my wife checking me in public. All I do, man. Hey, dog. Look, I'm telling you, Mr. Don't you want to watch the big television? Big TV, man. I'm comfortable with the TV I got. You know what I'm saying? It's in my room. I can lay across the bed, watch whatever. Want to whenever I want to. Don't you want to be able to go out with the boys when you want to? I go out with my partners, dog. Matter of fact, you need to get partners. You call them asking these old dumb. What you want to do to me, your wife has already done to you. Wait, I see you got your damn number block. What's your phone number, man? Give me something. Tell me where to find you. Why are you in denial? Denial.
You need to get your wife checked in to wife correctional man. services so that man. you can live a better life. Uh, whoever you are, man, y'all need to get a life, man. Can I get a life, man? Stop calling me, dog, for real. I, I understand it. Can I say one more thing to you, sir? Man, you can't say Listen to me, sir. Yeah, what? What? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy Justin. You know what? Man. Oh no! Hey, hey, hey! Okay, y'all got me, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? You already know it's you, my boy Steve Harvey, doing in the morning on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, partner. <laughs> Anybody need anything corrected? No, we're good over here. You sure? The two wives on this show, yeah, we're good. Okay, all right. You might think you know. cooking, but no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't have. I can. I can call y'all husbands and see if they want to use my services. I'm just saying, you know, mm, they, they might want to do that. Mm. How, how y'all know? How and y'all if they know? say y'all yes, know? let me know. Because <laughs> then it's gonna be another conversation, different conversation. <laughs> Husband, sweetest day, <laughs> sweetest day comedy takeover. It's going down October the 16th at Music Hall, the Music Hall in Detroit, Michigan. That's Dominique, Rodney Perry, Tommy Davidson. Guy Tory, hosted by yours truly, me, nephew Tommy. Uh, October 16th, Saturday night. Tickets on sale. Detroit, right now. Get them. All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Bill Cosby is speaking out. Um, he thinks R. Kelly got a raw deal. Cosby, who was just recently released from prison himself, believes that Robert, Robert, got a bad deal when he was found guilty in his federal sex crimes case this week. Cosby spokesperson Andrew Wyatt says that uh, Cosby um, said the guy was railroaded, speaking of R. Kelly, and he blames famous women's civil rights attorney Gloria Allred and systemic racism. Allred represented alleged victims in both Cosby and Kelly's cases. Um, Kelly is facing 10 years to life when he gets sentenced in May. R. Kelly tweeted a statement. He said, to all my fans and supporters, I love you all and thank you for all the support. Today's verdict was disappointing and I will continue to prove my innocence and fight for my freedom. Hashtag not guilty. What? Well, here's, here's, here's the problem with Cosby's statement. Um, I mean, he mentored me. I mean, he taught me a lot. So I'm speaking from a standpoint of also just hearing these statements. When you say that R. Kelly was railroaded and given a bad deal, you have to be careful with that statement because I can assure you something has happened. And when you say that R. Kelly was railroaded and given a bad deal, you must take into consideration that there are some victims here. And you have no excuse when we are talking about children. Look, if two adults are consenting, that ain't none of my business. That shouldn't be none of our business. But you can't get consent from a minor. 
because a minor doesn't have the mental capability of processing everything that you're presenting to them in such an old, mature way in their young, underdeveloped mind. And so we said, all know this is a fact. Yeah, you're saying Cosby spoke out of turn. I just think that. he's mm-hmm. got to be very careful about that, man, because you can't say that Robert was given a bum deal and a bad rap. And ignore the bum deal and the bad rap that these girls the got. Shut your damn mouth. For sure. Just dog. And look, I got what you're saying about this attorney. And there was something that happened in the Cosby trial that caused this judge to come in. That's real. That really happened. But you can't apply that peanut butter to his bread. You can't put that on him. You know, you cannot ignore the victims in this case and it's too many yeah they did a whole movie about it surviving a, docu- a documentary it yeah. was victim after victim the, yeah. over and over repeated Women. behavior yeah. so the same, the same kind of behavior, behavior too. Exactly. he did the same thing to all of these women yeah justice for the victims yes absolutely. like girls you know we already said in the media yeah. how you know that we feel that people don't care about don't, what happened yeah. to young black women and right. young black girls. So, so yeah, justice for them. And his statement, R. Kelly, with the whole innocence. Innocence. I'm, yeah. I'm still Brother. stuck on that. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Cosby, Brother. be quiet, sir. Brother. Yes. Innocence. You, are you kidding me? You're not innocent. <clears throat> yeah. You have more trials to go. Chicago, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. This isn't over. There's so more. Yeah. Oh my oh, yeah, God. Yeah. And yeah. he could just get 10 years to life yeah. in this particular trial. He's got more. But he got to go two more times. Yep. So yeah. what and does that tell you, Tommy? Repeated behavior in yes. different parts of the country over and but over. See, Doing look, man, thing. I know oh that God. attorneys to go to jail pile on. I get that. I know attorneys to bluster their case. I know prosecutors have done some stuff to us in terms of systemic racism since we got here. We all are very familiar with that. But you can't give them enough real evidence yeah, to pile on the other sense. evidence. That's Come on. Yeah, you yeah. you, you, you right. gave them too much real stuff, though. You, we got films. Yeah. We have a woman Witnesses. going to get her mama out of a dough, and it's filmed. And the girl wouldn't come out the dough. And she talking to her mom in the hallway. That wasn't that wasn't reality TV. That was, that, that was a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so to say yeah. he was railroaded, Bill Cosby, please. Hey, when when R. Kelly did the interview with Gail King, yes. and when them two young girls sat down, mm-hmm. and R. Kelly went in the hallway clearing his throat. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. controlling Those were signals, them. Trying to signals for them interview. to stop the interview and don't say. And don't then the girls him. came to court and testified to that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was. It's like OJ. He wouldn't sit down and be quiet. Oh, he gonna Ugh. say something tomorrow. Yeah. Trust me. He gonna say something tomorrow. Yeah. It ain't over. Hey, and hey, he got away with too? double homicide. Got, yeah, with double oh, homicide, but you still won't shut up. Yeah. That's right. And can I say something about Andrew Wyatt? His his attorney. His attorney. Mm-hmm. Are you for real, or dog? Mm-hmm. Dog, you've got to be able to say to your client, hey man, I don't think this is smart for us to do this at this time. Well, he You're Bill Cosby's representative. You have to be able to say that. Somebody got to be in your circle to say, yo man, you finna say what? Well, we don't know that he didn't say it and Cosby said what he said anyway. You know? No, no. Cosby said this. Yeah. yeah. I'm he saying we don't but know But Andrew Wyatt 
the attorney, the spokesperson, somebody in your camp got to be able to say, dog, you finna say what? But what I'm saying is we don't know that they didn't on, tell no. Mr. Cosby yeah, to be on, quiet. No. But <laughs> he Shirley, said it anyway. I know that. Uh-huh. But he still, the quote came from Andrew Wyatt. Yeah. And somebody got to say, man, we not doing that. Yeah. No comment. I'm telling you. Yeah. You can yeah. say you, no comment. I agree. Dog, when you famous, you got to have people around you, man, that tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're going to let your fame and your ego get in your damn way. Ooh, Sounds talk. like that's what's happening here. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have sports talk with Junior LeBron James news. Huh, Junior? We'll talk yeah. about it right talk after back. this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, brace yourselves because Junior is in the building, not with a poem, sadly, but he is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Okay, well, uh, doing a recent interview on the Manning Brothers simulcast, my man LeBron James says he was offered two NFL contracts. Now, one of the contracts being from the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones himself. Take a listen. Jerry Jones offered me a contract. Also, uh, Pete Carroll did uh, as well in Seattle uh, during our lockout time. And it definitely got my, my blood flowing again, got my mind racing again, thinking about the game of football, you know, being out there on Sundays. But, uh, you know, we was able to get a deal done in the NBA, and I was back on the court in no time. But I definitely thought about it. I still got the jersey, too, that uh, Jerry and Pete Carroll sent me from uh, 2011. What? Yeah. In case you need some proof. Yeah. What? Yeah, LeBron James gonna play uh, in the NFL. We, 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 who, who? What position is that, Junior? What position would he play? Tight end. Tight end. Tight end. That's a big yeah. boy. Ooh. I, I, I don't care I, how I, big he is. Yeah. You can't he, wait till you in your 30s <laughs> and go put them shoulder pads out there with them boys out there. That's a yeah. whole nother sport. I, I say, you well, know, he played in high school too, though, didn't he? High school. <laughs> I played in high school, Tommy. In high school. Well, you're right, Tommy. You're right, Tommy. He's a big boy. He could take yeah. a hit one time. Yeah. See, when you were in high school, I, I saw the footage of him in high school. He's the biggest one out there. You're not finna be the biggest one out here. <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> no, no. No, no. No, they got you. They they got yeah, a lot of you out there. A lot of you. And they, and they fast. Everybody fast. No, it's physical. It's physical. Yeah, the linebacker that's covering you run the same speed you do. Hello. <laughs> I got my money on LeBron. I'd like to see it. I ain't got a quarter what? on him on that football. <laughs> you crazy. get his ass splashed all over that damn. Clearly you ain't. He's one of man. the greatest basketball players. He'll be on the Mount Rushmore basketball. <laughs> but in football, him. dog, you go over the middle one time and watch what they do to you. Them safeties and stuff, man. LeBron, this ain't what, I don't care who sent you a jersey. I'm not playing. Sent you a jersey, ain't seen you no pads, did they? My it ain't the jersey, ball. it's them pads. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very different in football than basketball. You know, going across the lane in basketball, it ain't but five. It's 11 out here. Oh. <laughs> but football is a collision sport. Yeah. 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 They different. Also, LeBron, uh, he also made news, man. LeBron revealed that he did get the COVID-19 vaccine and said it was the best choice for him and his family. So, you know, congratulations, LeBron. You know, encouraging anyone else to do that. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, he just said Wiggins and Bill ass is going to get this vaccine and you're not going to be playing. And Kyrie <laughs> Irving with this foolishness talking about he just won't play no home games. <laughs> 
Boy, I just want sometimes. Right. See, he's another one. Somebody need to sit his ass down and go, <laughs> you Junior. stop talking. We're moving on. <laughs> Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, tomorrow kicks off Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And Carla and I will talk to our girl, R&B singer Jasmine Sullivan, about the More Than Just Words initiative sponsored by Novartis right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In 2020, breast cancer was the most commonly diagnosed cancer worldwide. While breast cancer screenings dropped drastically, uh, black women are at a greater risk of dying from breast cancer, and we know that early detection is key. Well, Novartis has a great initiative that promotes equality in breast cancer care, beginning with black women. The initiative is more than just words. And joining us is a passionate breast cancer advocate to tell us all about it. Our special guest is a musical icon. She won Album of the Year at this year's BET Awards for her new album, Hotels. And she's gracing the cover of the July-August 2021 issue of Essence Magazine. She's an amazingly talented and oh-so-beautiful woman. Please welcome to our show the incomparable Miss Jasmine Sullivan. Welcome oh my gosh, back, that was an amazing intro. I have to take you everywhere for that intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jasmine, we know that you're very passionate about breast cancer awareness. You revealed last year that your mom battled mm-hmm. inflammatory breast cancer for two years. So how's your mom's health? My mom is doing so much better. Um, you know, we're taking it one day at a time. I feel like breast cancer, um, you always, uh, you can never get too confident because, you know, you never know how things are going to end up. Um, And I want to be conscious of the people who are still going through um, their diagnosis right now or they're getting, you know, reoccurring diagnosis. So, um, but she's doing really well. Early detection is the key. Yes, it is. Definitely. Early detection is key. And especially for black women with these numbers, um, black women are approximately 40% more likely to die of breast cancer. Jasmine, let's talk more about more than just words, uh, this initiative. Give us a quick overview of more than just words. Yeah, so More Than Just Words is a campaign partnered with Novartis um, that's committed to promote health equity in breast cancer and really just urge Black women to get mammograms and get screenings and to take care of themselves. And um, I'm passionate, obviously, because my mother was diagnosed a couple years ago, but also because I love Black women and I think that we are the best thing since sliced bread and we have so much to offer. <laughs> and we and love just, you. I just yeah. love you. That. So, so Jasmine, how is more than just words addressing this? Because this is action. So can you talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah. So more than just words is um, campaigning with the leading health experts, just about continuing these conversations, talking to our family members, talking to our mothers and our aunties and our grandmoms, because I feel like as a black community, we don't talk a lot about health and we have to because you have to know where you're coming from. You won't know where you're going. Absolutely. I think, too, in our community, um, black women, the uh, generations, you know, you talked about your grandmas and your aunties, Jasmine. And I think for us, we as black women, we put everyone else's needs before ourselves. Yeah. So one way they can find out information is by going to www.morethanjustwords.com. 
Us, I found out so much information that I didn't know. Even with experience in it with my mother, I didn't know a lot about um, all these statistics that I've learned on, on um, the website. So definitely go there. Um, and like we said, just continue to have these conversations. <laughs> One more time, go to morethanjustwords.us, morethanjustwords.us to find out more. Jasmine Sullivan has been our special guest. We love you and continued success to you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Coming up next, uh, the nephew is here with the prank phone call. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Uh, The subject, he's not equipped to handle me. All right, we'll get into that in just a little bit. All right, he's not equipped to handle me. Right now, the nephew is here to handle this prank phone call for us. What you got for us, Nav? Yo, drunk husband. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, drunk husband. Come on, let's go. Straight to it. Yo, drunk husband. Let's rock. (laughs) Hello? Yeah. Hello. I'm still here. Are you, are you, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. 
I'm here. Okay, okay ma'am. Listen, I can't I can't stay here too much longer. I can I can stay here maybe another 15, 20 minutes. Somebody come get the car, and but I got to keep moving here. I'm just trying to do a favor and not listen, take this guy listen, in. I'm I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I got my purse in my hand. I'm on my way to that truck stop. Please don't take that nowhere because I got something for his And when I get there, I hope like hell it ain't that that's been calling me with me all through the night. Leave her there till I get there because I got some things that I need to take care of this day. Don't move the squad car till I get there. I'm on my way right now. Right now. I'll be there in a minute. I well that took my car and picked up that today. We done had arguments over this. It better not be that. It better not. I bet you it better not be her. It better not be her. I'm on my way. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be okay, there. Okay. Keep that till I get there. Okay. Well, Dean, now there's a guy that was with Kenny. Let me close my door so you can hear me better, man. Uh, yeah, there was okay. another gentleman that was in the back seat of the car that was uh, riding with Kenny and the young lady. I don't give a I no other riding with Kenny. You just make sure he's there when I get there. Okay, okay. Now, do you know who this other gentleman, do you know uh, 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 Nephew Tommy? I don't care about no nephew, nephew Tommy. <laughs> nephew Tommy. <laughs> Cynthia, this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. Your husband, Kenny, got me to prank phone call you. Man, <laughs> you got to, you got to, you you and Kenny can kiss. Cause let me tell you what was just going to happen to Kenny next few times. I was going to go down to Bankhead in 285 and, <laughs> and tell him when he get home, he's still going to Oh, my God. You all right? Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to kick. Where you at, Tommy? <laughs> oh, man. He told me. He said, man, my wife don't play. He said, I call my know. wife, man, and prank my wife. You all right, Cynthia? I'm good, Tommy. I'm good. I'm good. But what <laughs> for real, though? He didn't work. Ain't no, he didn't work. He didn't work. He didn't work. He in your car at work. He worked. You better be at work. <laughs> hey, baby, tell me this. What's the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Holland Morning Show. I don't know. I think she don't want. I think she didn't whoop Kenny behind before. Bet I don't not. know why. I did. Yeah, she said, "I don't give up." It bet not. Who in the back seat? He at work. I think it is. What she It bet not be. Yeah. I, you ain't got Kenny in the back seat because he at work. Oh, <laughs> uh, ma'am, is your husband Kenny? Boop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it was a young lady with him. We let her go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back, Back up. up. Back uh, up. Yeah. What was her name? Right. It bet not be who I think it is. It bet not be because we didn't have conversations about her. I know he ain't picked this up in my car. I'll be right down there. I'll be down there in a minute. You stay with your kids. I'm finna go down there. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but if you're looking for love, I got it for you on Friday night. Ready to love. Yeah, okay. October the 15th, the new season jumps off. Washington, D.C. Ready to love. Hosted by Yay! yours truly. Uh, you know, hosted by Thomas Miles. 
difference. Okay, oh, there's a boy. difference between <laughs> Thomas Miles and nephew Tommy. There's a difference. What, so what come out. Difference? What's the difference? Yeah. Oh my God! Well, you know, Tommy, Tommy, you know, playful, stupid, ignorant. You know, just ain't got no sense. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to wait on to to describe now. Describe Thomas Miles. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Very, uh, very serious. Uh, Touchy. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> Angry. Older. Uh, unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Older. <laughs> no, no <Hey>. nonsense. <laughs> Hot tempered. Uh, no, no. Take, take, take uh, nonsense. Difference between the two. Thomas Miles. Okay. Thomas Miles is hosting Ready to Love. Okay, October 15th is the. Premiere of our new season, Washington, D.C. We are in the nation's capital, and you do not want to miss it. And uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with my contestants that will be joining the show this season. You don't want to miss it now. Washington, D.C., woo We got it's some good. twists and turns. It's, it's good. good. Chocolate okay. City, baby. Twists, turns, curveballs, beautiful ladies. Oh, my God. And, ladies, you will not be upset with the men that are on the show either. So uh, it's going to be good. Y'all going to like it. Okay. All right. Nope. Ready to love, I'm baby. I'm in. Hey man, you Back know again. what I've noticed though? I'm 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 really alarmed at some of the theories that people have about dating and relationships. Oh and it God. just thoroughly explains why they ain't got nobody. What you oh, mean, Steve? Yeah. Like what? I mean, man, some of their thought process about how they think a date ought to go. How they how they think a woman ought to be and a woman how he ought to be and how we gonna be with each other. And they have such offbeat thinking processes that it explains why they on the show. Pipe dreams, dog. Pipe dreams. <laughs> Man, I'm going, what? All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up, Strawberry Letter. Subject, he's not equipped to handle me. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now, and you never know, it could be yours. It could be yours. Buckle up. Mm -hmm. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. All right, thank you, nephew. Subject, he's not equipped to handle me. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am married to a man that was my king, and he messed it all up by having a female best friend. He didn't have a physical affair with her, but he had an emotional one, and he shared intimate details of our marriage, good and bad. Then he encouraged her to call me and have a talk with me about how unhappy he is in our marriage. When she called, I got so teed off that I invited her over. I made sure my husband was at home so I could drag her around my house by her dirty wig. She knew that I was crazy, so luckily for her, she brought her sister with her. There is no way I could handle them both, so I sat in my own house and listened to this woman tell me what's lacking in my marriage and what irritates my husband. She went on and on for a few minutes, and her sister finally broke her silence and told her own sister that she had a lot of nerve to come up in my house to do what to do that, and she ushered her out of my house. I yelled to the woman that I was still going to beat her tail if I see her out. My husband got wind of what his so-called buddy did, and he didn't come home. He texted and said he'd give me a day or two to cool off. In the meantime, 
I sent a group text to three of his closest friends with a video of how he's not equipped to deal with me in the bedroom. In the video, he wasn't able to perform, and he was getting frustrated because his little man kept flopping around. His friends all set all sent laughing emojis and said he'll never live this one down. I got revenge, so I'm cool, but he's furious and claims he had good intentions. He's not equipped to handle me in or out of the bedroom, and he shouldn't have told our business. Are we headed for divorce, or can we move past this? Woo! Um, <laughs> listen, I think if you get past this, it will be a miracle from God, okay? It will be a miracle from God. You already know two wrongs don't make a right, and they absolutely do not. But what you did was so wrong, and, and it was pretty much unforgivable. I mean, what he did was horrible, too. I'm not letting him off the hook at all. He should not have shared your intimate details, none of that. Your husband was wrong uh, to blast all that to his bestie. But at least all he did was run his mouth. Uh, you, <laughs> you disgraced and humiliated him by showing his private parts to his boys? I... I just don't see how there's any coming back from that. Or his little man. I said private parts, but you called it his little man. Um, Huh? Uh, The only one who seems to have any sense in this whole letter is your husband's friend's sister who checked her sister for being at your house and for uh, disrespecting you and then ushering ushering her up out of your house. Again, I don't know how you come back from something like this unless the Lord himself intervenes. Otherwise, uh, I think you guys are done and your marriage is over. Steve? I think there's something wrong with every single person in this letter. Every single person in this letter. And I'll tell you why. And I don't don't know what... This ain't going to work. He's not equipped to handle me. This woman writes in and says she's married to a man that was my king right there. If this was your king and this is who you chose to marry and this is how he is and then this is how you treated him, I sure would hate to be your slave because this how you treat the king? Lord have mercy. This letter is doomed from the get-go, y'all. But he messed it all up by having a female best friend. Now, he didn't have a physical affair with her, but it was emotional. This fool, he shared intimate details of our marriage. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. He shared intimate details of our marriage, good and bad. Then he encouraged her to call me and have a talk with me about how unhappy he is in our marriage. Okay, how stupid is your king? How stupid is your king? Hey, fellas, what woman would you have call your wife to tell your wife what's wrong with her and how unhappy you are in your marriage? What man listening to this show would do that stupid ass move? Like I thought, nobody. Okay, cool. When she called, I was so teed off that I invited her over. I made sure my husband wasn't home so I could drag around my house by her dirty wig. She knew I was crazy, so luckily for her, she brought her sister with her. Wow. Now, this is kind of crazy. What housewife show is this? Because 
you going over another woman's house to sit her down to tell her about what's wrong with her and her marriage. There's no, she bought her sister with her. Luckily for her, she bought her sister with her. And there was no way I could handle them both. So I sat in my own house and I listened to this woman tell me what's lacking in my marriage and irritates my husband. She went on and on for a few minutes and then her sister broke her silence. Her own sister said she had a lot of nerve to come to my house and ushered her out of my house. But there's something wrong with your sister too, though. Because I wouldn't have went over there with you in the first place. Wait a minute. Hold up, sis. You finna do what? <laughs> you finna go over his house and tell her what's wrong with them? No, we not. Once again, you need some better people around your life. So when I come back, I'll tell you the rest of it. All right. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after. Subject, he's not equipped to handle me. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, he is not equipped to handle me. We didn't got to that part yet. Woman married to a man, she says her king, but he messed it all up by having a female friend. This dude has been telling this female friend everything about his marriage, good and bad, and then asked the female friend of his to go and talk to his wife for him and tell her what she's unhappy with in her marriage. This dumb woman calls up this man's wife, arranges to meet with her, but she know the woman crazy, so she gets her sister to go over there with her. She gets over to the house, proceeds to tell uh, the woman what's wrong in her marriage until her sister couldn't take it no more and told her you was wrong for coming over here, coming up in this house, and ushered her out the house. I yelled to the woman that I was still going to beat her tail when I see her out. Okay, there's some hood mess right here. See you out where? My husband got wind of what his so-called buddy, this female friend, did, and he didn't come home. And he texted and said he'd give me a day or two to cool off. That's because he know how crazy his wife is. He know if I go in here now, all hell going to break loose. This is how crazy this woman is. But, I mean, really, the sister right. Because yeah, you crazy. come up in my house talking to me about me and my man. I mean, you, she supposed to have a problem. But the gall of this stupid so-called best friend to go to this woman's house. But then the utter stupidity of the husband for asking her to go talk to his wife. There's so many fools in this letter. I, 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 don't, I don't even know where to go. Calm down, Steve. <laughs> now, here's where the letter take a dog turn. In the meantime, I sent a group text to three of his closest friends with a video of how he's not equipped to deal with me in the bedroom. In the video, he wasn't able to perform, and he was getting frustrated because his little man kept flopping around. His friends all sent laughing emojis and said he'll never live this down. I got revenge, so I'm cool. I don't understand this group of people. I, I don't understand this group of people. When you send a sex video out, lady, ain't you in it? I'm just, I'm just curious. So now, you done sent this video 
all his friends saying he ain't going to live this down. So now they finna tease him. Now you say, I got revenge, so I'm cool. But he's furious and claims he had good intentions. Then you say he's not equipped to handle me in or out of the bedroom and he sh- and that he shouldn't have told our business. Now you saying he ain't equipped to handle you in or out of the bedroom. Ain't nobody can handle you out the bedroom. But at a minute ago, he was your king. So King did something early on. Something was working to make you want to be queen. Or wouldn't nobody else ask your crazy ass to get married? One of the three. Bingo. <laughs> Are we headed for divorce or can we move past this? I don't, I, like Shirley said, I don't know. Unless you have an act of God come in here, I don't know where y'all think y'all going. Why y'all still want to be married? First of all, He's not married to his best friend. His best friend is another woman. Your man is so weak that he don't have enough sense or gumption to come and talk to you about his own marriage. You so crazy, he can't talk to you. She's so crazy, she come over the house to talk to you. Her sister crazy because she came over here with the house, but then her sister realized where this was heading and at least had the common sense to talk her out. Now, you so crazy, you done took a video of your man's little man and sent it to his three friends. Now, they laughing at your man, and you figure, I'm cool now, I got revenge. How simple-minded are y'all? It's really bad. So, this is the real housewives of... Green Meadow Oaks uh, Insane Asylum. Because <laughs> everybody in this letter is crazy. Yeah. So, see, ma'am, I don't care that you're headed for divorce. I don't even see why y'all married. You don't have a marriage. He's not married to his best friend. You're not his best friend. You're willing to do that to embarrass him. your man. He, he don't like you. He's scared of you. You crazy. Why don't y'all just go y'all separate ways? Yeah. Make no damn sense, yeah. man. Stop writing us. See, I, Steve, I don't know. I think the sister. I, I, I like the sister. What she did. I, she may not have even told her why she was going over to this woman's house. But once she realized what was happening, then she said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, how dare no, you? No, Let's get no, 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 no. Come uh-huh. go with me over his wife's house." But she knew they were friends. They were best friends. The man and the woman is best friend. Right. That's what I'm saying. The sister knew that. We going so over she... here for what? Because he want me to talk to her. <laughs> no. No, no, we not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the sister it ain't, ain't really the cause of the letter. No. At least his sister, I guess after she realized what was happening, said, we got to get up yeah, out of here. Like, Maybe that's yeah. it. That's why. I, say, I don't like nobody right. in the letter. We got to go. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour from the talk, our girl Cheryl Underwood right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, it is time to introduce our girl from the talk. Let's go. (laughs) Underwood. That's what I'm talking about, Steve Harvey. Now, Steve, I got a question that's really directed toward you, 
Tommy and Junior. Now, Carla and Shirley, you know, I know, you know, we the ladies of the group and everything, Monica, everybody, mm-hmm. we the ladies. But I got a question directed toward the fellas, but it's really something that happened to me. Okay, so the tire gauge in my car went off, right? And I always panic. Anything that happened, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do, right? Because back in the day, used to be like a shade tree mechanic or a dude you go to and go, what's that mean? And then he would go, oh, that means... Uh, slow leak or whatever entire but what it made me think about is how manhood seems to have changed when I grew up because I didn't really realize how young my father was my father was 21 years old when I was born but when we were little we thought our uncles and everybody were older men you know like my uncle cliff same age as my dad was my dad's best friend but it seems like manhood has changed then they got this study come out that says that college for women is 60 percent women going to college 40 percent men so then that is a discussion of our marriage pool not saying that you got to marry somebody who went to college but it just seems like the I don't know, outward aesthetic of being a man seems to be evolving in in a different direction. You know, you used to have the dudes, you used to have street dudes, but there was an honor to that. You used to have the hardworking, regular go-to-work dude, and there was a stability to that. So, Steve, I want to ask you, I don't want to ask Tommy, I want to ask Junior, do you feel that there's a different representation or nuance to manhood? Now, Steve, I'm asking you. Absolutely okay. true. Okay. absolutely true and I believe that it is because I believe that it is because we have allowed our society to dictate and allow for too many other versions of what manhood uh, has always been to exist and to flourish and to accentuate it and so therefore it just, it just created too many different angles. And so now you don't really know or women aren't, don't really have a clear view of, of what it is anymore. And, I, and, I, and mm. I feel for women because we don't give you a clear view of what manhood is anymore and what you can expect. Yes. Yeah. Sure, How do, sure, we you want to come back, back for this break? You want to do that? Okay. Well, we'll do that. Well, well not this one. Want me to come back next time? All right, Cheryl, we'll continue this next week. Part two coming up. This is good. Uh, Thank you. And Carla's reality update coming up at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Tommy, she's here. Introducer. Let's go. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, she is here. The one and only Carla Farrell with reality update. Coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go, nephew. Check this out. Real Housewives Mm -hmm. of Atlanta. The show is not even back yet, but a lot of the cast members have been in the news this week. All right, Cynthia Bailey is leaving. I told you the rumor that I heard that she was leaving the show, and she is. Say it ain't so. She posted. Yes, Junior. The Insta announcement on her Instagram page, and... uh, She didn't really give the reason for her departure in her announcement. She just said, it's time to move on to my next chapter. And I look forward to sharing it with all of you. So there you go. 
Cynthia Bailey is leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta after 11 seasons. In class from that show. Yes, yes. She's simply beautiful, simply gorgeous. All right, Portia Williams is really in love with her fiancé, Simon. They were in Vegas with her best friend, you know, Shamia. She's a friend on the show. And Portia, she bought her fiancé an engagement ring in Vegas at Tiffany's. She put it all on Instagram, and uh, it was real emotional. He was crying, and she was what? crying, and they, what, what, Junior? Go ahead. He crying over the ring? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. been nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, Tiffany's. Oh, 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 she bought him love. a ring? She bought him a ring. Oh, now, okay. she has an engagement ring. He got her a ring earlier. I think it was like in May, earlier in the summer. It's a big, big huge. rock. It's huge. Oh. But she got her fiancé a an engagement That's ring. different, ain't it? Carla. Yeah. Yeah, did go ahead. Hear, did you hear when she gave the man the platinum American Express American Express. Card, she said, give him whatever he wants. He, yes, I, I did see that. She showing her platinum card all over. Yeah, said, okay. Uh, what? Steve, you yeah. got your arms folded. What? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, boo. Give him whatever he wants. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a TV line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope so. I hope uh-huh. so. <laughs> Maybe for a spinoff show that she's uh You ain't got the kind of money. You can go ahead on. MX has no limit. Mm. Okay. I know oh. some people that can say that. Mm-hmm. I do know some people that say that. But yeah. that that you got to have another Get him whatever he want and then whisper to him, don't don't get that. <laughs> All right. So moving no on car. to Right, right. But he can't get a car. <laughs> you crazy, <Yeah>. Steve. <laughs> Kenya Moore, she's doing her thing. She's on Dancing with the Stars and she is killing it. Doing yeah. the cha-cha with her partner Brandon. And she looks really good on Dancing mm. with the Stars. I'm I'm voting for, her. I'm rooting for. Her. Go ahead, Kenya. Now there's also a rumor that Akon, y'all know Akon, the music rapper, the producer. He believes in polygamy, and they're saying that one of his wives is going to be on the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It is rumored that he has four wives. What? Okay. That's what I said. Handle one. Handle yeah. one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. One is enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yes, it is going to be interesting to check out Real Housewives of Atlanta. All right, let me move on quickly. Real Housewives of Potomac, Giselle. Uh, she threw a get-together outside because her house is being remodeled in her driveway for her lunch party. It was a mess. The women were arguing. Uh, Candace. Who threw a party in their driveway? <laughs> in their driveway. <laughs> she did have a tent. A she tried to make driveway. it really nice. Yeah. But yeah, in her- the driveway. <laughs> yes, Steve, it was in the driveway. Now, let me ask you something about the driveway. Okay. Is it the driveway where you pull in one end of the house and drive around the front and pull out the other side? No, it's a pretty long driveway. It's it, it's oh, it's, it's just a long. driveway. Pull in, back, yeah, back out. out. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. it wasn't a short driveway. It was a long <laughs> driveway. Well, I mean, no, but you you ain't nowhere to turn around. You got back out. Hey, Leslie, Leslie, come out here and move the car. <laughs> well, that had to I happen. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta go. <laughs> Rayford, come and move your car. I got to go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Carla. We'll have more of today's trending stories and more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <sighs> Say it isn't so. It is turning into a really bad year for the Cuomos.
both Andrew and Chris now. Uh, just a few weeks after Andrew Cuomo stepped down as New York governor amid sexual harassment allegations, his CNN anchor brother, Chris Cuomo, is now feeling some heat. Uh, his former producer on Cuomo Primetime, who left abruptly uh, back in March of last year, reportedly asked to be taken off the show because um, she felt Cuomo's behavior was threatening and she was reassigned. This new revelation comes a week after his former executive producer at ABC News alleged uh, in an uh, op-ed piece that she was touched inappropriately by Cuomo at a party back in 2005. Supposedly, Cuomo grabbed her butt at a Christmas party. She was standing there with her husband, and he said, I can do this to you now that you're no longer my boss. Wow. Ooh, all right, guys, let's get out of What was her it. husband doing? What you got? I just want to know what her husband was doing when she got Obviously grabbed. just standing yeah. there. Maybe he didn't see it. He didn't. Maybe he didn't oh, no, he saw that. I don't think we're supposed to be done tow that damn party up. That party <laughs> should have been. Y'all should have yeah, heard about knew. this party right here. Oh, Tony, this ain't even a party no more. No. This is this a gang violence site. Yeah, this the manager. I suggest y'all get all your money right now because I'm finna close this bar down. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, well, the Cuomos are in trouble. Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO. We know who that is, the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. This one, CLO, is from Elaine in Philly. Elaine writes, I am a mature woman, and my husband and I are separated. So I started dating again. I'm having a great time going on dates, and my husband has a problem with me. Because we live in a close-knit suburb. But get this, we've been separated for six years and he won't entertain any conversation about divorce. He says he's trying to help me save my reputation, but I believe it's his ego that doesn't want me dating anyone else. I want to file for divorce so I can be free of him. Why is he hanging on to me? Why are you letting him hang on? You don't need an agreement to get a divorce. You just need a divorce. Six years separated, living in a closed-knit community. <laughs> You're dating, and he talking about he trying to save your reputation. <laughs> Boy, you don't want me. Right. And what is the reason for the separation? Always remember that, ladies. What's I'm that? trying to save your reputation. Mm. Dog, it's your ego. That's all it is. Why mm. are you allowing this to happen? Go on about your business. You happy. Go file on your own. Yeah. Now, a couple of telltale things in this set. I'm mature, I'm dating, and we live in a close-knit community. This sounds like a senior citizen home to me. <laughs> That's what you got out of that. Uh-huh. That's what I pulled up out of that. So what? <laughs> they can Is date, that... right? Yeah, they can but it's date. But it's a suburb, like Steve. Huh? It's a suburb. Okay. But he got, he got... There. He got retirement home out of that. Mature yeah, retirement home in the suburbs. Close-knit <laughs> suburbs. Don't try to throw me off with suburbs. <laughs> could be in the middle of town. I know but they what can this date, is. right? Senior citizens Yeah, I ain't nothing wrong all, with yeah. it. I'm just, you know, showing you how I think, you know. Uh-huh. Letting you inside the domain. See ya, Lou. All right. All right, Alicia, moving on in uh, Gary, Indiana, says... My 45-year-old husband is overweight, and he hides food and snacks from me in the house. Since the pandemic, we've both been watching our weight, and he stopped working out with me 
after he sprained his wrist. I've given him, given him an ultimatum to either get back in the gym or we're not having sex anymore. He's Whoa. more content with his cupcakes than with my body. <laughs> is this a sign of a bigger problem in our marriage, or is he just addicted to food? Cupcake, well, cupcake. we got a couple of things going on. <laughs> yeah, I think he this? is addicted to food. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit confused where you said during the pandemic, y'all was watching y'all's weight. Yeah. I guess he was eyeing his close enough to he was enjoying the movement. <laughs> so obviously, as he was watching his weight, he loved the expansion that was going on. The excuse for not working out was, I hurt my wrist. I don't know what the hell walking got to do with your damn wrist. <laughs> Coming up, it is our last break of the day on this Thursday. And, of course, we'll have some closing remarks at 49 minutes after. From the one and only, our fearless leader, our captain of the ship, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, this is our last break of the day on this Thursday. Last break. Yep. Um, yes. And Steve. Yes. What do you think of today? Well, you know. I'm ready. My closing remarks today, I'd like to talk to people about a question that's oftentimes uh, asked of me. Steve, you always working. You always busy. What are you doing why do you work like that? Why are you always, how do you do this? How do you do that? And look, I'm not bragging here. Um, I get the same 24 hours that everybody else gets. I'm not awarded any more day than daylight than nobody else. Sunrise for me, just like it do for you. It sets for me, just like it do for you. I don't get no extra. Uh, I can't control time. The Bible says time and tide waits on no man. It ticks for me just like it ticks for you. What I want to offer everybody, though, is a way to look at this thing, though. And it's a simple process. It's just called time management. You actually have a say-so in what you do with the time that's afforded you. Now, here's the upside. If God wakes you up in the morning, it is a sign that God is not through with you yet, which means there's still more for you to accomplish. Now, us being the human beings that we are and the creature that he created us to be and the only creature that he gave complete total of choice. So now you get to decide what you do with this opportunity that's been given to you on a daily basis. I need your attention here. You get to decide what you do with this blessing called time that is presented to you every day. So stop looking around at what somebody else got and always talking about how they do this, how they do that, when you have your own set of 24 to concern yourself with. And just maybe they got it going on because they spending their 24 a little bit different. So I invite you all to start controlling your time management. I'm inviting you all to start looking at how you go about your day. Now, I got the three W's I'm going to talk to you about. It's the what you spend your time on, the where you spend your time, and who you spend your time with. Oh, that's the whole story, y'all. In time management, all you have to do is answer these three questions. What are you spending your time on? 
Where are you spending your time and who are you spending it with? It's the what, where, and who of time management that I've started to concern myself with that began to change my life. See, what are you committed to? What activity occupies your mental space? What activity occupies your daily space? What are you committed to? If God has given you this blessing of waking you up every day because he has yet more for you to receive, ask yourself a simple question. What are you doing to move yourself in a direction to receive what God has done for you? This incredible blessing called this gift of life. What have you done today? Oh, I know people don't like hearing this, but all you got to do is ask yourself, what am I going to do today? Where am I going today? And who am I going to spend my day with? And watch at the end of the day, you can determine whether you're moving forward, sideways, standing still, or going backwards. Or you can even just determine if you ain't going nowhere. But people have to be honest with themselves. And this ain't me saying I got it all together. This is me talking to me all the time. I got to constantly monitor my time management. What occupies my mental space and what occupies my daily space? If you hang with people and all they do is gossip, guess what? You're going to be a gossiper. If you hang with people that's always talking about business, you're going to discuss business. If all the friends you hang out with are only into physical fitness and that's it, you're going to go to jail. You, you got to go to jail. If everybody you hang out with shoot dice and gamble, guess what? Y'all going to be somewhere shooting dice and gambling. Now, gambling is win some, lose some, but it's mostly lose some. You know how hard it is to become a professional gambler? Because you don't control enough of that situation. So that's what you do, that's where you end up, and that's who you running with. Y'all, you got to change the way you manage your time. You got to start caring about this day. You got to quit letting all these days slip by where you ain't doing nothing to progress yourself. You're not doing anything to make yourself better. You got to stop that. Come on, man. God is inviting you to a life of abundance, and he invites you to this life of abundance by waking you up every day. It's a fresh invitation every day. You got a ticket to the ball. Waking up is like having a ticket to the ball every day. You get to go to the Met Gala every day. You're invited. Now, this gala that you attend is up to you. You have to determine what you're going to do today, where you're going to spend your day, and who you're going to spend your day with. You have a say-so with that. People that's locked up, I know people who are locked up who have gotten together and said, this is what we're going to do today. This is where we're going to spend our time, and this is who we're going to hang with. I know some people that have come out of prison and gotten better. So what you going to do? I'm just asking you, how you going to manage your day and your time? Those are my closing remarks today. I know I've upset some people. Sorry. See you tomorrow. I was just, Uncle Steve, just trying to help. I'm sorry. Just say bye. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I know it. See you tomorrow. God willing.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 